stories reveal the heart of God for sinners, like the triplet of parables found in Luke 15. With the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, we see God's heart to bring sinners home to Himself. And to demonstrate His great love for sinners, God gave up His Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I could become His sons and daughters by faith. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study Luke 15. Do you have a favorite Bible story? I had a teacher in college that used to say his favorite part of the Bible was whichever part he was reading at the time. That's a pretty good answer because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And yet, there are certain portions of Scripture that just resonate with us. Maybe it's because of the way God used them in our life at a particular time or the way we return to them again and again and find help. Uh, but for whatever reason, there are certain portions that become our favorite. I've told you before that my favorite book of the Bible is the book of Philippians, this book of Christian joy, teaching us to enjoy the journey with the Lord Jesus. Well, today we have come to my favorite Bible story, and it is found in Luke chapter number 15. It is the story that is very often referred to as the story of the prodigal son. It's the lost boy. And remember now, it is the climax of this parable Jesus is giving because he begins with the lost sheep, then he moves to the lost coin, now he comes to the lost son. Do you see the, the way it intensifies? And he's going deeper and deeper. He's opening more and more up to his listening audience about their lost condition and his heart for them. Uh, this is not just to reveal them to them. This is to reveal him to them. And so, let's read a little bit of the story today in Luke chapter number 15, beginning in verse number 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields, his fields, to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. I can't think, I can't think of a story 
that in, that begins any sadder and ends any gladder. I mean, think in just a handful of verses how quickly the whole thing turns when the boy comes home. Charles Dickens, who knew something about writing, and William Shakespeare both considered that what I've just read to you was the greatest short story in history. Think about that. It's less than 300 words, and yet in this one short story is revealed something about the heart of God to bring every sinner home. Did you know that Rembrandt, the famous painter, actually painted two paintings about this story? Two of them. And when you when you ask yourself, why would a man uh, paint two different pictures of the same story? It's because he couldn't get it all in one. He couldn't depict in one painting what Jesus had said in these few words. See, Jesus drew a picture nobody else could draw. It was coming out of the heart of the lovely Son of God. Uh, there actually are three sons in Luke 15. There's the prodigal son, there's the elder son, and there is the Son of God who's telling the story. Uh, he is the one who is who is speaking to them and actually who is making possible that every sinner can come home. Uh, Rembrandt, those two paintings that he painted, one of them he painted from the perspective of the father, what the father saw in the prodigal son. So the emphasis was on the prodigal, but the the other painting, he turned it around, and the emphasis was on what the father was, what the prodigal saw from the sinner's standpoint. You've got to look at it from both vantage points. Get, get heaven's view and get earth's view on what God is doing here in salvation. Now, uh, someone said, I think it was the old uh, Scottish preachers used to say, uh, that in the story you have phases or stages. So first, this boy is sick of home, then he's homesick, and then he's home. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, like every young man, young person, at some point people just get sick of home, think if I could get out of here, get out on my own, uh, do the way I want to do, nobody tell me what to do. That's what every sinner thinks, isn't it? Sick of home. And then when you get out there, you find out that the more you get what you want, the less you want what you get. And so instead of being sick of home, now he's homesick. He's longing for home. But then the final stage in the story is not that he's sick of home or homesick. It is, thank God, that he is home. And by the way, this is not just a story for young people. No, no, this is a story for all sinners of every age and stage in life. Because the reality is there are lots of people who wandered from God, sick of home. They're down in the far country. They're far from the Father's house. And there's a homesickness in them, a longing for more, a recognition that they've blown it, a realization that, that they're missing out on so many good things God has for them. But for some reason, they've never come home. And I want to say to every person listening to me right now, you may have taken a thousand steps away from God, but there's only one step between you and God at this moment. Only one step. You know what it is? It is the simple step that this boy took when he came to himself, when he said, I will arise and go to my father. One step between you and God. You can't take every step, but you can take the first step. And here's what you're going to find. When you take the first step toward God, you're going to find God running towards you. Uh, I'm going to just tell you, this boy never made it to the house because daddy met him. 
The father saw him a great way off, runs to him, throws his arms around him. We'll come back to the story, walk through each part of it, because every part of it is beautiful and powerful. But don't miss the emphasis. The great point of this part of the parable is the same as the first two parts. What is it? That God is seeking sinners, and God is drawing rebel hearts to himself, and God is bringing the wanderer home. Would you let the Lord do that in your life today? Maybe you've never been saved. Maybe you've never known the love of God. I want to tell you, God loves you. God gave his son for you. Jesus died for your sins and rose again to give you eternal life. If you've never come home to the Lord, come home to him today. Jesus said, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Right now, wherever you are, just look to Jesus in simple faith. Right now, wherever you are, Look away from yourself and your sin to Jesus and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. God will hear your prayer, forgive your sin. He will come to you and he will bring you home to himself. If you are a Christian, you're most miserable because you know what you're missing out on. If you're a Christian away from God right now, come home to him today. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let this be your story today. Come home. The only time in Scripture when God is in a hurry is when He is pursuing sinners. Thank God for His heart for us and may many more sinners come home to Him. Each week, Scott works to provide helpful resources for you. And one of those resources is his weekly devotional articles on a wide array of subjects, from helps to the family, current events and trends, daily Christian living, and much more. Be sure to visit enjoyingthejourney.org and subscribe to the newsletter so that these helpful resources will come straight to your inbox. We are grateful to have you join us each week, and may God bless you today as you enjoy the journey.